Psalm 126, A Harvest of Joy, A Song of Ascents. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. When our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then it was said among nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we rejoiced. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the watercourses in the Negev. May those who sow in tears reap with shouts of joy. Those who go out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, carrying their sheaves. A reading from Luke, chapter 1, verses 46 to 55, Mary's song of praise. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliest of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and his holy name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. According to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. This is the witness of God's people. Thanks be to God.
done choir on that last minute switcheroo on the hymn. And sorry, Donna, I um, changed my mind during the week on the scriptures. And Jackie and I were planning ahead services into January along with Ron and Trish and the scriptures weren't right either, but hey, <laughs> all shall be well. We are going through an Advent series here at South Arm called The Gift of Being Present. The Gift of Being Present. We had the gift of being present to hope, the gift of being present to peace, and this morning, the gift of being present to joy. That is why our pulpit is so full of presence, because it's kind of a cue and a play on words and a reminder for us to be present to God's presence throughout this season and always. Our hymn this morning was a song of joy, a song of a sense, our psalm, sorry, our psalm is a song of joy and of a sense. A sense was when the Israelites were ascending the mountain to Jerusalem at sacred times of the year for various festivals, when they would go to the temple and worship in the holy place. The Psalms are the songs and the poetry of God's people, the Israelites on the move in their regular services, their regular worship, their work, their wandering, and especially on the way to the temple for these sacred festivals at various times of year. I chose the second scripture today because it's called the Magnificat. It's Mary's song. And I thought in our music Sunday, speaking of Mary's song seemed extra special. So often in our holy scriptures, it is the voice of men who are centered. And that's okay. But sometimes we really need to hear from the ladies that were around. So today we are hearing from a woman's voice in scripture and not just any woman, but Mary, the blessed virgin, the mother of God herself. It seems especially important at this time of year to center her voice and hear what she has to say and all she might have been experiencing in her place. The Magnificat, this is her song. Try for a few moments, if you can, gentlemen included, try and imagine yourself in Mary's shoes. She's likely only 12 to 14 years of age. See, people were dirt poor in the empire and they didn't live as long as we do today. So this was an appropriate age to get married. Today it sounds scandalous, but in ancient times, when the Bible was in place, it was written, was referring to, this was the appropriate age to get engaged. She's a virgin, of course. She's engaged to Joseph. We know the story. In Jewish custom, being engaged was as good as being married. Once you said I do to an engagement, in your hearts, in the eyes of the community, and in the eyes of God, you were as good as married now. You were covenanted to each other through the engagement 
the actual marriage ceremony we put so much weight on today was bonus. That was not when the marriage officially took place. The marriage officially was sanctioned when they became engaged and both families and both parties said I do for life to the engagement and to life together. The wedding was the formality. An angel comes to visit you, because you're imagining yourself in Mary's shoes, an angel with a message from God. It's special and admittedly pretty scary. I mean, this doesn't happen every day, and it certainly hasn't happened in hundreds of years. She must have been stunned. This really was a huge life-changing event for her, for Joseph, for the world, if you will. Imagine, it probably did take her a few minutes to catch her breath, to take a beat, if you will, to process what had just happened in her midst, what this angel messenger sent to her, this lowly girl in a small town, and an angel of God has come with a rather huge and unbelievable message, sure, we can give her some grace that it took her a little while to catch her breath and gather her thoughts. And this is what she's recorded to have said. My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For God has looked with favor on the loneliness of me, a servant of God, surely from now on, future generations will call me blessed. Indeed, we do bless it, Virgin Mary. Indeed, we do, Holy Mother of God, blessed are you amongst women, the Catholic prayer with the rosary says, as they tactfully handle the beads in their hands and pray. Indeed, Mary, you do have a unique and precious an important place in our story. The language she uses in her song is no accident. They are words of God that actually echo back to the Old Testament, to the Hebrew Bible. The kind of words that emanate from her heart and from her lips are also found in 1 Samuel and in the Psalms, and in the great prophet Isaiah. The particular way she praises God could easily have been in the Psalms, Israel's poetry and songs and worship music. They would have fit so beautifully in there, and yet they're Mary's words, holy words. The passage we read today fills out the rest of the Annunciation story, the angel's pronouncement in Luke. At some point after getting the initial fear and shock out of the way, she has to have responded with something. Surely she had some reaction other than shock and awe and wonder and humility in this case. And it's important that we hear Mary's words. Two qualities of a coming Davidic line are found in Jesus. 
mercy along with great power. We've done a lot of talking lately at South Arm about the Roman Empire and the conditions under which our scriptures were placed and written and lived. So you understand mercy and power do not go hand in hand in the daily lives of the people who are hearing this word for the first time. Quite the opposite. The empire is fierce. Power, sure, yes, overwhelming, scary, but mercy, no. So when we hear of one to come who has great power and great mercy, my God, literally, what an amazing combination, what a blessing, what to prayer, what a long waited for promise of hope and joy. Verses 50 to 53 in the Magnificat, God's mercy is for those who fear God from generation to generation. God has shown strength with God's arm, has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. God has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. Can you imagine? He's filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. And the penultimate section, the closing verses of Mary's song that the whole thing builds to, he's helped his servant Israel in remembrance of God's mercy, according to the promises that God made to our ancestors, to Abraham and all the descendants forever. The work of the coming king, in part at least, will be to turn this world order on its head. All this helps us understand the peculiar nature of this Davidic king and the implications of his messianic rule are both now and yet to come. In Jesus, we find a high priest, we find a ruler, we find power, we find mercy, we find hope, peace, joy, and love of Advent and all time. May the Magnificat, the song of Mary, the words of worship that flow from Mary's heart become our song too. My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. The Mighty One has done great things for me and holy is God's very name. This very day, God has indeed fulfilled the promises to the ancestors. In Jesus, we find one in the lineage of King David, who would be a high priest and a king, power and mercy, all in one beautiful, amazing package. May Mary's heart of worship and song of praise be the song of all of our hearts as well. May it be so. Amen.